Chapter Nineteen of the Randolphs by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nineteen: Work That Maria Can Do. Maria Randolph stood in her kitchen, surveying the work spread out there with the air of a general preparing for battle. It was Saturday morning. Washing and ironing were disposed of for the week, and this was the grand day for sweeping, dusting, and mopping to say nothing of the bread and cookies that must bake with the same fire that cooked the dinner and heated the water for mopping. Economy of forces was rapidly reducing itself to a system in the mind of this young lady. She knew almost to a splinter how many sticks of wood it took to bake four loaves of bread and two tins of cookies. Five minutes ago she had work planned to fill the day. Now, with a look of utter perplexity on her face, she twisted a slip of paper over her finger, and wondered what she should do. Finally she opened the bit of paper, and read the brief note again. "'Maria, won't you come over here just as quick as you can? Come prepared to stay for a while at least, and help us think what to do. We are in great trouble. Haste, Tom.' "'What in the world does the boy want, I wonder? Why can't he tell me?' It would have taken less words, I dare say, than he used in not telling me. That is just like a man. How does he think I can come to stay and leave father? I wonder why Helen wouldn't do. At this point Helen came down the back stairs with a broom and dustpan in hand and an old veil tied over her hair. Maria turned to her. See here, Helen, what can be the matter? I don't know, I am sure. Helen said, reading the note. You are going to see, aren't you? It must be something serious. He says hurry. Where are your things, Maria? How can I go? said Maria impatiently, who had no intention of not going, but who wanted to be talked into it. Just look at the things there are to do, and father to be taken care of, and his room put in order. I'll do the very best I can, and perhaps you won't have to stay long. Anyway, I would go, for poor Tom must be in trouble. Maria turned and bestowed a searching look on her sister. In the midst of her perplexities, there intruded this question. What in the world can have happened to Helen? I wonder if she is going to be sick. Then she said aloud, Well, I suppose I must run over and see what is wanted, but I don't see how I can. Anyway, I can't stay. So, into the midst of the disorder and consternation that prevailed in the kitchen at the Randolph house, came Maria. What a looking place it was! In the great cook-stove the fire had utterly died down, the hearth was covered with ashes, and the top of the stove with unwashed cooking utensils, while on every table and shelf appeared the debris of the morning meal. Standing around these scenes of confusion, in various stages of bewilderment, were three or four girls, looking as though their wits had utterly deserted them, and that they did not know which way to turn. "'What in creation is the matter?' queried Maria of Tom, who had evidently just come in, and whose face expressed sorrow and disgust and dismay. "'Matter enough,' he replied briefly. "'See here, Maria,' and he opened a door leading into a little room and motioned her to follow." that girl you remember he began as he had carefully closed the door what my friend no the other the cook 
oh your friend what about her has she deserted tom she hasn't gone to drinking again yes she has she just managed to blunder through the breakfast and such a breakfast as it was there wasn't a boarder who could stand a repetition of it and it seems she has smuggled some liquor into the house and took some every little while until now she is in a state of perfect intoxication peter and i had to carry her to her room and tom's handsome face clouded and he shivered at the thought such a sight maria i hope you may never have to witness he paused seeing that comforting expression i told you so in every line of maria's face and he got it too she was not one to disappoint such expectations tom what did i tell you i knew how it would be and you never did a sillier thing than when you tried to ignore human nature and act as though everybody who had anything to do with the randolph house was going to be an angel i know you told me tom said it can't in any sense be said to be your fault for not warning me but i will not pretend penitence i am not sorry i did it and given the same circumstances i am afraid i would do it again in fact i know i should for i thought i did only what is right but for all that i am in sore straits and i don't know which way to turn the housekeeper is gone for the day you know and i can get no extra help i have been out to two intelligence offices without result those poor girls out there know no more about what ought to be done in this line than i do myself though they are good girls every one of them i felt as though i must see you for a minute to advise with you the house is full of boarders shall i call them together and send them all down to the clinton house to dinner nonsense said maria throwing off her shawl on one chair and her hat on another and some way the tone and the action inspired him with courage you will do no such thing it is a likely story that four girls can't get up a dinner of some sort what are their names tom no never mind what their names are you go over to the house and tell helen to warm father's broth at eleven o'clock and to see that his feet are warm when he lies down and give me the keys and let me know in ten minutes how many to expect to dinner i'll look out for all the rest tom was amazed and dismayed and relieved all in one he had expected no such whirlwind of help as this he hardly knew what he had expected except that it seemed natural to think of maria when he was in trouble but he utterly distrusted her ability to manage a hotel dinner from the foundation he began a protest but maria i'm afraid you can never but she turned abruptly away from him i will talk with you after dinner tom if i happen to be alive at that time it is not talk that we want just now but work and we must fly around saying which she opened the little door and went like a fresh young breeze into that dismayed kitchen leaving tom standing alone in doubt whether to be relieved or more perplexed than before he listened to her brisk voice come girls i hear that you and i have got to get the dinner to-day we shall have to be brisk for it is getting late and our reputation is at stake we must have a better dinner to-day than was ever eaten in this house before who is the dishwasher here let us all be dishwashers we can't do anything in such a looking room what is your name kate well kate you get the dishpans ready and the hot water and the rest of you get the dishes in shape i'll make up the fire and my bill of fare at the same time 
then we'll all set to work at it and i'll risk us tom waited still five minutes ten minutes and by that time the kitchen had assumed the look of a campground with trained soldiers on drill before a masterly general every one was busy and alert the fire was roaring and maria was looking out fresh napkins for the dinner table he turned on his heel with a relieved smile some kind of a dinner they would certainly have and it would appear at the proper time too of that he now felt assured punctually at the appointed hour the noisy gong sounded its summons through the halls and the guests of the randolph house rushed in from the balconies and down the stairs eager to obey its voice tom had been there before them and drew a long breath of relief and intense satisfaction as he surveyed the scene the most faultless cleanliness and order and propriety prevailed not a dish was lacking not a spoon out of place the silver glittered with new lustre and the glasses sparkled and glowed while the odor of a delicious coffee floated faintly through the air that dinner was a triumph certain little irregularities that had been frowned over in the morning were utterly forgotten in the perfect satisfaction with which the fastidious guests disposed of their more than usually dainty desserts and they told each other that there certainly was a most unusual cookery done in that house it had not been such a formidable thing after all the startled girls were ready and willing to do but they had been used to a head to guide them and when they found maria capable and determined to be such a head they fell promptly into line also there came to them a special blessing in the way of desserts the girl whom maria had persistently styled her friend and whom perhaps you remember as paying her a mysterious visit one evening had been engaged ever since as a chambermaid at the randolph house maria had not as yet had time to cultivate her acquaintance but persisted in the belief that she was worth cultivating this girl in one of her passages through the kitchen saw the new leader and instantly recognized her and as instantly came to her rescue with a half a dozen skillfully put questions she gathered the story and then turned to maria i know how to cook all sorts of fancy things for desserts if you want my help my morning's work is nearly done of course we want your help maria had answered quickly looking relieved she hated desserts now come down as soon as you can and get us up the most distracting dish that was ever set on a table only remember you will not be allowed to use a drop of wine or brandy for sauce i shall not be likely to want to the girl had answered with a frown darkening on her face that had troubled maria's thoughts since the first time she saw her and she had turned abruptly away but she came back in the course of an hour and rendered such good service that more than one guest at the dinner-table wondered where they found such a pastry-cook this side of paris no loss without some gain maria had quoted to her brother as a conclusion to the story and after she had explained to him that the trials of the morning had developed a remarkable pastry-cook for future use and he had made her turn away with an almost irritable pshaw as he had quoted in answer all things work together for good now the day was nearly done maria at home in the sitting-room leaning back in the armchair rocking and resting after the unusual exertions of the day 
gave a detailed account of some of the anxieties and mishaps attendant on that exciting preparation for the stomachs of forty fastidious people. There was a gleam of triumph in her face and voice, and intense satisfaction glowing all through her. If there was any one sin of which this girl was guilty, it was that of jealousy. In her own estimation she had not a touch of it, and certainly her life had proved that she was remarkably unselfish, a thing which very few people are. Still, down in her heart, there had lurked a sore, disappointed feeling about this brother Tom. Had she not been the favorite sister all her life? Had he not told her his plans and hopes and intentions, ever since she was old enough to remember anything? She had been the one to do for him, to think for him, to save for him, to help him in every way that she could imagine, until this last scheme, and this had seemed to come between them. In the first place it had been her own fault, she had opposed it, but of late she had fallen in with the young man's plans with remarkable patience, and helped him wherever he had asked it. The sore point was that he had rarely asked, and he had asked and received much from Helen. The younger sister understood perfectly the reason for this. She even remembered that he had drawn Helen in, at her own suggestion, and that they had often planned together to interest her for her good. And yet it was new, and it jarred. Helen, to receive little notes from Tom, asking her to come over and arrange the parlors for special occasions, to arrange flowers for the rooms of special guests, to play for a rare singer who was stopping with them, to sing with the glee club in the reading room. None of these things could Maria do, and there was a score of other trifles that were shut out from her for the same reason, which made it all the harder. It was well enough when she and Tom together planned ways by which Helen could be told in and made to forget her unhappy self for a little, but gradually Maria knew Helen had become a necessity. She was often sent for, not for her sake, but for Tom's, sent for to fill places that she, Maria, could not fill, and it had hurt. She had called herself a simpleton, she had boasted of her inability to tell what flowers looked well together, or whether the reception chairs should stand at the right or the left of the mirror, yet in her heart it felt hard to have Helen slipping in where she had been needed so long, and to realize that she was almost never needed at the Randolph house so on this particular morning she had lifted her eyebrows and spoken sharply to the boy who brought the twisted note. "'From Mr. Randolph. He must have told you to give it to Mrs. Monroe. He cannot possibly want anything of me,' quoting insensibly words that she had been long used to from Mrs. Monroe's lips. Wasn't it a bit of triumph, then, to discover that at last there was something more important than music and flowers?' something that helen was as unable to do as the veriest child in the street something that if left undone would bring dismay and disaster to the randolph house and then to know that she could make it all right restore order where there was chaos and in short make the wheels of domestic life roll along as smoothly as though the road had not thought of being rough she was not glad that the poor tempted cook had fallen again but it was a real delight to find herself a necessity to her brother, to find him turning to her to lean on again, and to know that she was strong enough for the strain. It was largely to this feeling, 
if the well-satisfied guests had but known it, that they were indebted for the remarkably good dinner that she put forth her wits and her skill to secure for them. So now to-night she rested in her chair and was jubilant. Tom had been ignoring her lately, but he had suddenly found that there were places where she fitted in very nicely. At the particular moment when she was giving this thought expression, in tone rather than in words, Tom opened the door and walked in upon them. Well, Maria said, I didn't expect to see the sight of your countenance again tonight. I thought you had seen quite enough of me for one day. What is the matter now? You look as if some new trouble had overtaken you. Didn't the housekeeper come? Yes, she came. Oh, well, then, you will do nicely. That friend of mine is a perfect host in herself. You will do well to promote her. I believe I would give her that miserable cook's place right away. It isn't that, Tom said, sitting down. Maria, we seem to be in need of your help a good deal. You are wanted at the Randolph House again, and tonight. End of chapter 19